It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Washington Commanders go out with a bang, but did they make some fans a little unhappy? And also, did they find QB1 of the near future? We dive into Sam Howell's NFL debut here at FedEx Field right now. Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome in Commanders. Here's the Locked On Commanders podcast live here from FedEx Field following the Washington Commanders victory over the hated Dallas Cowboys. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app for your Roku or your Amazon Fire Sticks. Make sure you're checking us out there. And as always, we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view every single day, especially Victory Mondays. Last Victory Monday of the year, but it's Victory Monday. Nonetheless, I'm David Harrison, my co-host standing next to me for the last time in, in a little while, actually, is Chris the Rooster. We're also both of us credential media members. Say that three times fast. Uh, covering the Washington Commanders for you. Chris is doing it for the Team 980, where you find he and Pete Medhurst Monday through Friday, live, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, or anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find me writing about your Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. All right, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners here at Locked On Commanders. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. So the commanders win over the Dallas Cowboys to improve to eight, eight, and one. And that's how they end up the 2022 regular season here, throttling Dallas and Dak 26 to six at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. And David, the big story, of course, in this one is not only the win and ending on a positive note, but Sam Howell's. NFL regular season debut. In case you didn't watch all of the game, some of the game, what have you, because the game ultimately meant nothing. Sam Howell, 11 for 19, 169 yards, a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown, an interception. He ran the full gamut. Uh, and listen, um, I, I guess we'll start with, with, with this. Overall, Sam did what he was supposed to do in his NFL debut. It wasn't perfect. Yeah. It wasn't all pristine. There was a really, really bad decision, David, that he made in the end zone, but there were a lot of really good things to like for Sam Howell. Yeah, absolutely. And another good thing is all of you joining us live here on YouTube and in the YouTube chat. Of course, we love all of you who are joining us after the fact and on audio. But a quick shout out to Yam in Japan. That's, oh, that's a, Yam's my guy. It's a, it's a cool name. Joseph out there. Joseph, uh, you got to check your speakers, buddy. It's on your end. Uh, everything says that we're operating pretty good over here, just like the Washington Commander, just like Sam Howell was. Yeah, Chris, I mean, Sam literally did everything except for lose for the first time in the yeah. national. Actually, he didn't fumble. So there's another first he's got to check off the block later 
Uh, hopefully well, not at a crucial moment. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't, don't um, want to check out that box. <laughs> you don't want to check out that box. But yeah, guys, I mean, look, overall, it was a good game. You know what I mean? And coming into the game, I was happy for Sam. I think, you know, we, we kind of had this conversation what we would do if we were Ron Rivera. And I got to say, I think Ron was leaning more towards my way. I know some of you don't really like the way that Ron decides things. So I don't know if that should really point that out. But it sounded like they were going to go with Taylor, which is, of course, who I said would probably start either Taylor or even Jake Brom. Uh, right. If you really want to get wild with it, you, of course, uh, with the majority, I would say probably about 85, if not more, percent of people watching this Mariners team wanted to see Sam Howell, thought that the team should, even had to start Sam Howell. And ultimately, that's the decision they went. And look, uh, from from the first moment he stepped on the field on the Dallas Cowboys 20-yard line, uh, it went pretty well again. The the one mistake, again, the interception in the back of the end zone, I'm actually really happy it happened. And I thought about it in the moment. I kind of said, you know what, uh, as, as much as you don't want to see him throw that interception and and look, we were all the way on the opposite end of FedEx from where Sam was. And looking, you know, for my long, long, you know, I've got a wider angle than, than Sam obviously does. But I saw the coverage. But again, he's in the weeds. I'm way back here looking at the, you know what I mean? So it's a little bit easier for me, I think. I was happy to see it happen because, well, you know what? Now we can find out where his bounce back is. We can find out where his resiliency is because time and time again, our conversation with Coach Longo, conversation with Scott Turner, Ron Rivera, the point that keeps coming up is his mental ability and I wanted to see that fire off and see if he could come back and bounce back. And, I mean, sure enough, he did. Well, he absolutely did. And we'll get into the rest of the game as we go along here because, you know, there was a period, there was a lull there where I was like, okay, this is maybe what they were thinking and what they were talking about. The offense wasn't really moving, including that pick in the end zone and the double yeah. coverage, converging double coverage. But then he got on track as the game went along, as Dallas had really no answer. But we'll start officially with our play of the day and the turning point for me, it yeah. came very early on. You mentioned it after a muffed snap by the punter, Ryan Anger, uh, and that was recovered by it was Milo Eichler, I believe, yep. because Milo there was a couple Eichler. of weird special teams plays. Who uh, away press box announcers love to call Milo, by the Milo, way. Milo, right. But it's right, Milo. But it's Milo. Uh, and uh, I rem- <laughs> I've heard them. I've heard Milo before. I think the, the guy the last last week, that was filling in for the normal guy called him yeah. Milo, but whatever. It always reminds uh, me of Milo's from Seinfeld. Exactly. Oh, here is Seinfeld. It always I reminds thought, me of Milo's. Okay. Uh, uh, Milo Eifler with the recovery at the 20-yard line, and after a four-yard run, I think it was to Brian Robinson on the very first play from scrimmage, Sam Howell hits Terry McLaurin with a 16-yard crossing route touchdown pass. And, you know, it, it, it looked simple, like first glance, like from our end of the press box, which is the closer end. It looked like a simple crossing route, but it really wasn't. It was designed to get for for Sam to make a quick read and to get the ball out quick because here's what they did. They ran three to the left, one to the right, and then they also leaked out the running back out of the backfield immediately upon the snap. He was not in there to print an X. So essentially, it was empty back five outlet receivers or five in the pattern, and Terry was lined up to the inside, inside on the left side, and he kind of ran into a little bit of traffic, mm-hmm. almost hesitated, and then picked up his route. Sam found him, boom, got yep. rid of the ball quickly. Protection held up for as long as it needed to do. Yep. The ball led Terry McLaurin into the hole, and boom, touchdown. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, receivers love playing with a quarterback like that, where a guy where they know, you know what, you ran your route, you come to the end of your route, keep running, find your quarterback, see what's going on, find a space in the field, and he can get it to you, and that's exactly what Sam did. Terry McLaurin talked in the press conference after the game and said, that's not a look where he usually gets the ball. That's not it's a route he runs where he's usually the target, but he saw the ball coming. Uh, he made the play for his quarterback, and then he threw his quarterback's first touchdown ball into the stands because why not? Why wouldn't you do that? They did get it back. We have confirmed 
that they did a great job. That fan that got the ball, got some autograph uh, swag and, and some other things. Sam Howell does have his first uh, career touchdown pass ball back. My play of the game. Is he going to get sneakers for? Uh, he was he for, was wearing a pair of Jordans. They were oh, fours. Oh, I know you you worry about which yeah, number. Absolutely. I'm wearing twos just for reference. Ah. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> are they, are they going to be colored in blue and silver too? Or? They were actually. I think. I think they were. I think they were grayish. I didn't get get a good look at them, okay. but they were. He was wearing fours. Uh, my play of the game is going to be Kendall Fuller. Uh, pick six just because the defense does need some love in this episode. It's going to be a very Sam Howell heavy episode. I think for obvious reasons, quarterback most important uh, position on the field. We finally saw this offense put up more than twenty points, and they could have put up even more. So that's very exciting. But Kendall Fuller pick six. Uh, I got to give a special shout out. Uh, we want to show some love. Uh, to a good friend of ours, a good friend of Kendall Fuller's, quarterback Dak Prescott. Uh, he tried to hook up Kendall with that ball once. Uh, Kendall, unfortunately, look, it's been a little bit rainy, a little bit cold. He slipped. Uh, it happens. And Dak said, you know what, bro? New year, new me. I got you. I'm going to do it again. And Kendall said, I appreciate it. This time I won't drop it, buddy. Took the gift through, ran it all the way into the end zone. Um, look, the defense was already having a day against the Dallas Cowboys at that point. But that really just kind of sealed the deal. And look, I'm not LaShawn McCoy. I'm not going to put it out there. But LaShawn McCoy once said Dak Prescott is trash. I didn't say it. LaShawn said it. We're just going to leave it at that. Uh, consecutive plays, consecutive would-be or potential pick sixes. And Dak didn't get away with it the second time. That's Kendall Fuller's second pick six of the year. Had one earlier this year against Houston. So he had the bad blown tackle, which led to the Amari Cooper touchdown, former Cowboy, last week that we had to – you know, get after him about, but then he recovers here after, again, the drop, miss, slip, whatever, that could have been at least an interception, if not a pick six. Dax goes, uh, Dax, Dax goes back to that well and then pays for it. And remember, the last time the commanders won before tonight was because of Kendall Fuller's interception in the end zone off of a tipped or batted up pass by Deron Payne against the Atlanta Falcons on Thanksgiving weekend. So certainly a couple of big plays there for Kendall Fuller. Coming up, stock report. Who's up, who's down after the season comes to an end here at FedEx Field. But first, this podcast is presented by Tommy John. Winter mornings are brutal. And trust me, when you got to get up early and get to work, as many of you do, and I know I do, and David's going to have to uh, here, especially uh, as things wrap up, it's cold. So you want to be warm. So here's our tip. For tackling the day in comfort, grab some new Tommy John loungewear and take cozy wherever you go. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, you can get the loungewear from Tommy John. You can get pajamas. You can get underwear, whatever your heart desires. Uh, they have comfort innovations coming out of your ears. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers, they have fanatics, kind of like a football team, right? Plus, it's all backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guarantee. Get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. That's 20% off right now at TommyJohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. And guys, this episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. Don't we all know that? So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck and maybe a little bit down on yourself. Why don't you give BetterHelp a shot? They've connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. Convenient, secure, 
accessible anywhere, 100% online. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to sit in traffic. You don't have to sweat out not making your appointment, making that uncomfortable call, saying, hey, I'm going to be eight minutes late because I'm stuck in traffic. You don't have to worry about that. No waiting rooms, no nothing, no endless searching. All the benefits of in-person therapy, only convenient in your home, in your office, on your computer, on your phone, whatever it might be. Get unstuck with better help. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's better help, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Now subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis and the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday and Monday. Local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. It's Locked On NFL available YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So, David, we continue along from here at FedEx Field where the Commanders end the season with a 26-6 pounding thrashing of the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys off to Tampa to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You might want to check out Locked On Bucks for that. You might hear somebody familiar or you might see somebody familiar on that. Do you have any... uh, Oh uh, yes, I host the Locked On Bucks oh, podcast, oh, so I will okay. I will be on yeah. that show. Yeah, I, I don't cover a playoff team. He does. I don't. Uh, but we do cover a football team that there is some stock up yeah. uh, after this twenty six six win. And I, I guess we'll start with you because I've been talking for a real long time here. And Absolutely, it's obviously somebody that. Again, like you said, it's kind of the, the the meat and potatoes, if you will, of this episode. Yeah, this episode, obviously, look uh, real quick to the thumbnail for the YouTube audience. Uh, the thumbnail says uh, taxed by Uncle Sam, something to that effect. I can't remember exactly yeah, what I typed I in there. That's what um, but it's a reference to Fedarian Mathis, yes. uh, the second round draft pick of the Washington Bears. It was injured in the first game of the year against Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, watching his guys and uh, watching his fellow rookie uh, run the run the Cowboys pretty rugged. And I was very happy. So I so a hat tip to Fedarian Mathis with the thumbnail today if you didn't see that so my stock up is sam Howell, um and that's obviously kind of an easy button answer but also Jahan dotson and, and honestly i think when you look at a first round rookie wide receiver uh it's it's i would say it's completely rare because because nowadays we actually see rookie wide receivers come in and kind of make an impact fairly regularly you know early on you see a group of you know usually three or four rookie wide receivers that really kind of make an impact um but Jahan dotson has not only made an impact with his team and quarterback but with quarterbacks uh plural to the third uh, attempt. I mean, and, and this time around, I mean, remember Taylor Heineke, it took him about four or five games to really get rolling with Terry. This time it, it took one. And before this week, Sam Howell had never thrown passes to Jahan Dotson outside of rookie minicamp. So, I mean, that to me, that's pretty impressive. Kind of shows what Jahan's talents are, his abilities. Ron Rivera talked about getting open. I asked Jahan what makes him get along with quarterback so easily. He said the exact same thing as his ability to get open. I mean, when coach and player are lockstep, um, I think that you've got a pretty good recipe. So I'm going to kind of wrap my Stock up there because, Chris, I want you to answer a question before you give your stock up. What was the overall mood of the stadium pre- and post-game here in FedEx uh, before the Cowboys game? I thought it was better and pro-commanders than I was expecting. Uh, if you watched the last episode of last week, I was pretty down on this team, and I was pretty down on what I thought the atmosphere was going to be. Now, obviously, the quick start and the good showing for the most part, even though it was perfect help, but I, pre-game, I, I thought there were, I said to, I think it was Grant Paulson, my colleague at Odyssey and 1067 The Fan, I, I said, you know, more Commanders fans here than I thought. I thought it would be heavy, heavy Cowboys. I thought it would be a bad eyesore look. So it was good. It was, I was pleased by that. 
I'm not thrilled about the win overall because it does hurt you in draft positioning. I understand it's only going from 14 to 16, but remember they started the day, you know, potentially as high as 10. I mean, it is a little bit of a loss. It's not a dramatic loss. Remember they picked John Dotson at 16 last year after the trade down from 11. So ultimately I thought the atmosphere here was pretty good. I, I would, I can't imagine you would disagree yeah. with that. Uh, I liked it. Really thoroughly enjoyed watching the Cowboys fan leave. Cowboys fans leave with about eight minutes left in the game. That was that was the best part. And I think. the Commanders fans singing na 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 na, <laughs> hey hey, goodbye. Yeah. Now and were they singing that look, to Dan Snyder, or maybe. were they singing that to the Cowboys? Fans? And look, if, he was, if they were singing it to Dan, Dan hooked it up in the press box tonight. I got to say, I mean, that was, that was it was pretty legit. Dan, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, regardless, I mean, some Cowboys fans try to clap back with, yeah, bye, we'll see you in the playoffs. Yeah. Commanders fans didn't care. Commanders fans. Right, yeah, that's next week, buddy. Yeah. We're talking about this week yeah. in FedEx. Right. Our nice season's try. over, so we're going to try to deflect. It's not going to work. Uh, now, and, and listen, the Cowboys would not have been able to uh, win the NFC East and or the one seed because of the other results, including Philadelphia over the Giants, San Francisco over Arizona. So, I, I mean, ultimately, it didn't really hurt them. Yeah. But what a dog performance. Woof by the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. And, you know, that kind of leads us back into my stock up for this final regular season game. Uh, sevens are wild. Check this out. Linebackers, David Mayo, Khalid Hudson, and cornerback Danny Johnson each had seven tackles on the night. And Danny Johnson added two pass breakups, which is pretty much what he's been doing every week for like the last month or so as he's gotten regular playing time and more part of the rotation after not making this team out of camp and out of the preseason. So sevens are wild. All three of those guys Jamin Davis didn't play. Obviously, Cole Holcomb's been gone for a long time. Uh, Mayo's been off criticized, not fast enough. We know he's smart. We know he's a good downhill player. Khalid Hudson got signaled out by Ron Rivera after the game saying he played great. So all three of those guys deserve a little stock upage. Absolutely. And uh, kicking over to stock down. I hate to be negative on that like this, but I'm, so I'm going to do this really quickly. My stock down is going to be Carson Wentz. I think we've uh, seen pretty clearly that this team's best avenue is probably to move on. From Carson, but you know what? I don't want to beat him up too much. Uh, something that Sam Howell actually told me during the week, Chris, and I, and it was, I don't say it was officially off the record because it wasn't kind of labeled that way, but it was just kind of a side conversation. So I really wanted to clear it with Sam before I even mentioned it. But fortunately for me, he said it in his own press conference. So I know it's free information. Uh, when Sam Howell got announced as a starter, Carson Wentz offered up his uh, booth, his box here in, in FedEx field oh, nice. to Sam to use for his friends and his family to come oh, watch nice. his first NFL start. And that's something that I was really impressed with. Sam made sure it took time to uh, acknowledge publicly. And he even said, you know, Carson kind of gets a bad rap sometimes from the outside world about his in, his dealings inside the locker room and as a teammate. Getting off the field, this is just as a human being in the locker room, as a part of the team. So Sam wanted to make sure he took a moment to kind of expose that. I also wanted to go ahead and expose that. So I'm glad Sam did it before I even had to ask him for permission because, yeah, I think it's important. You know, again, Carson came with a lot of baggage. We talked about the baggage. But I think even if it's kind of a minimal improvement, leaving here, which I believe he will, without that baggage attached to him, I think is a step up. And I think it's an improvement. I don't know about the past. I'm not saying people were lying back then, but I think it's a better situation to leave from. I know that kind of sounds weird, but I think it's a better situation to leave from. And, uh, you know, tip of the cap to Sam Howell in his first career start thinking to throw uh, some credit to the veteran. Uh, as, he, as he talks about his own victory. It did not work out on this field behind us right. and any other field for that matter for Carson Wentz. But to your point, I do think the one area of his game and his, and his uh, um, I guess, his reputation that it seemingly did 
uh, get repaired and fixed is that he was really close from all accounts to not only a bunch of teammates, but to Taylor Heineke throughout the year. And just what you mentioned about Sam Howell had a bunch of guys over at uh, Jay Gruden's former place and now currently Carson Wentz's uh, current place for Thanksgiving. So, I mean, seemingly that's not an issue like it was when he came here. Quickly, my stock down, Joey Sly. You guys know I was worried about him way earlier in the year, and I've caught a lot of flack for it because he had the big game against Philadelphia, and for the most part, he was consistent, although there were some hairy moments and some missed extra pointers and whatever along the way today or tonight on the field behind us, two missed field goals, one going doink off the left uh, upright. That was a little bit longer, one short that would have made it 10 nothing. I think that was 31 yards. Can't make those. And then a missed extra point on top of that. So Joey Sly gets my stock down. I don't think it's enough to bring in a competition or to have a competition. I mean, they might sign somebody over the offseason with the 90-man rosters. Then again, they might not because they've shown a history of not being willing to do that. But I don't think it's any reason, any major reason to lose your lunch or anything like that. All right, coming up from here at FedEx Field, game balls. And if this is the end of the Dan Snyder era, boy, what an interesting way to go out. But first, guys, this podcast is sponsored by Ultimate Football GM. You know, we're fired up about our new partner and sponsor of today's podcast, the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed about becoming a GM, you want to help Ron Rivera out because a lot of you think he can't run uh, both the front office and as well being a a good head coach and a good in-game manager. Well, this is your opportunity to prove your chops. Ultimate Football GM, you manage every aspect of your team, free agency, trading players, firing coordinators. Hey, Scott Turner's dangling out there. You might want to fire him if you want to navigate your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of the season. This is the game for you. It's challenging. It's realistic. It's Ultimate Football GM. Locked on Commanders listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise after using the promo code Locked On in all caps. In the game store, that's locked on in all caps. So make sure you check it out today. Download the game ultimate-gm.com or check it out in the Play Store, ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, wrapping up this live episode from FedEx Field, our final live from FedEx Field of the season. Unfortunately, we will be back here next August, of course, and and next season uh, here for you. But we're going to wrap this up uh, the way we do after every game. We're going to give out some game balls. Fortunately, we're going to do this following a win, and uh, we're going to do a hockey style, three stars, two stars, and one star. We're doing a game ball three, game ball two, game ball one. Uh, We appreciate all of you joining us here live and in the chat of course kevin jim joe a couple joes i think nico yam of course we appreciate all you guys of course appreciate everybody listening uh and recording and audio and of course watching even after the live is uh concluded we have some questions going on chris uh specifically about 
the coaching staff. Sorry, uh, we've got by the, the trash being cleaned up right behind us. Yeah, it's, it's pretty close. I mean, which, which, we have got it's it's not it shouldn't be coming through the mics. Hopefully, we we have uh we've got locker rooms tomorrow. The, the players are going to be in uh to clean out their their lockers. So we're going to talk to them tomorrow. So we're going to come back to you with some of the things that were said there from from the players as they exit uh the facility. And then Tuesday we've got Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew doing their final interviews of the season before we officially hit uh the off season. All that stuff. So we will talk some coaching staff stuff. We will talk some future moves. We've got a long offseason. Hey, guys, we're going to break down positions. We're going to break down all of it, okay? So uh, stay with us here. We will answer those questions as well, and we will even answer the question on whether or not we think Sam Howell could be quarterback number one for next year. But for now, let's get to game ball number three, and game ball three is going to Terry McLaurin, the leading receiver on the team today. Yeah, had the 52-yarder from Sam Howell in stride. I mean, listen, it was a better throw by Sam Howell then maybe it was a catch because it wasn't that hard, that incredible of a catch. But make no mistake about it, Terry McLaurin turned the freaking Jets on and outlasted the coverage, caught the ball, did everything he had to except for score, which you can't blame him, 50, 60 yards in the air, 52 in terms of totality, plus 16-yard touchdown on the route that we described earlier and making that work for Sam Howell on Sam's first game, first throw, first everything in the NFL, Terry McLaurin with a strong close to the season. Yeah, absolutely. We got a question in the live chat asking us what time our episodes air on YouTube. Typically, they go live on YouTube 9 p.m. So Sunday night for our Monday episode, which publishes Monday morning in audio format. So typically 9 p.m. the night prior, uh, the day of at about midnight, depending on which time zone you're in for the audio version. Game ball number two, we're going to give it to Jack Del Rio's defense. So we're going to take this ball. We're going to cut it into about 15 to 18 different pieces. We're going to give a little bit to everybody. Uh, look, 10-3 and outs in this game against the Dallas Cowboys. A playoff caliber, apparently, offense that won 12 games this season. 10-3 and outs, and that does include the pick six because that pick six by Kendall Fuller came on third down, was the first third down. There were no first downs. So, again, it was I, I call that a three and out. But if you want to call it 9-3 and outs in the pick six, I'll take that as well. Uh, so, yeah, big hat, big hat tip to uh, the Washington Commanders defense tonight. Absolutely, Jack Del Rio. Now, listen, it helped that Dak Prescott was awful in this game. And, yeah. and that was one thing I, I think. trash is the way LaShawn McCoy. I think they're Speaking picking up trash, Dak Prescott's play right Dak, now. Yeah, uh, so. and, and, and that's the thing. Like, I, like Jack and his defense certainly deserve credit. I gave the sevens a wild thing. You know, you, you just talked about three and outs, uh, a palooza. But Dak, almost every throw, David, was behind someone or late or in the ground. I, I mean, it, I don't know if I've ever seen Dak play a bad, a worse than that and he's played some doozies they better hope that he doesn't yeah. play like that next week on the road uh in tampa so congratulations to the uh, defense. yeah he's lucky taylor Heinke's is on his roster or else the uh, cowboys fans would be giving them a high a key how about that well they the fans were giving sam howell the howl howl howlers howlers which Imagine if this team would have been called the Red Wolves. Yeah, John. You got the perfect calls, quarterback. Yeah, Howell, exactly. You got the perfect oh, quarterback perfect. for the Red Wolves. Oh, well, maybe the new owner can change that. Maybe Jay Z yes. talking talking to you. Um, I think John Kahn calls them the Ho- Howellians. I believe. Yeah, I've I've heard Howellites as yeah, well. Uh, I mean, whatever yeah. you want. You know I mean, what? I'm just gonna call him Sam Howell. How about that? There you go. Um, Sam Howell gets our game ball number one. Listen, the numbers don't blow you away, but he had the nine yard touchdown run. And he had the nine-yard touchdown run on the day that they retired Sonny Jurgensen's number yeah. nine, my former broadcast colleague. Congratulations to him. Uh, I worked with Sonny for five years in the Reds in the Washington NFL. <clears throat> 
franchises radio booth. I almost said the bad word. Uh, they throw me oh, out when they're when they're they retiring me out onto the field here at when FedEx, they're retiring you know? the number of a legendary Washington Redskins. I think it's okay. Exactly. So a nine yard touchdown run to match Sonny's number nine. That was really cool. I think in number symmetry and obviously first game, first touchdown, first everything. The fifty two yard bomb and a couple of scrambles, including yeah. on that nine yard touchdown run, little play action off the read option give or keep. He took it, ran uh, to the right. Got a little block, kind of broke off to the left and broke two or three tackles on the way in. Yeah, listen, uh, decision-making, right? Again, going back to our conversation with Coach Longo after the draft, before the start, I was texting back and forth with Coach Longo a little bit uh, during and then after the game. uh, Asked Scott Turner about it during the week. Coach Rivera, I mean, the decision-making in in Sam Howell's dome piece uh, is is next level, and that's what was going to make him successful in the National Football League. I think that's what we saw on display Sunday and again, I mean, this this team could have easily put up three to seven to maybe even ten more points uh, than they actually did. Um, so I mean, there's really only one one spot where I can really say Sam made a mistake, and that is the interception. Um, but I mean, look, he also showed some points point guard skills. That's what I call him, where he's he's juking one way, going the other way, reading the defense and taking advantage of what they're giving him. Uh, and look, that's what you want out of a quarterback. And I think is he going to be quarterback one? I don't know. It's mid January. We've got time. But Ron, uh, Ron I think that uh, yeah, Ron wouldn't say it. Terry McLaurin, look, for what it's worth, guys, you guys love you some uh, some Terry McLaurin, so do we. Um, but Terry McLaurin said that he thinks he has some things and showed some things that are going to make him very competitive next year for the QB1 job. And uh, I'm not going to say that Terry McLaurin is the media good guy this year, but, I mean, probably is, and there's a reason for it. He's a very smart, very uh, fluid individual. Doesn't say things on accident. Well, there you go. Um, I'm just going to wrap up with this. Uh, if this was the final game of the Dan Snyder era, it was more an error than an era. Uh, I worked for Dan for five years. Uh, he owned the radio station that I currently work for that is no longer under his ownership, but he did back then. And um, Dan was fine to me. Uh, we had many conversations over the five years that I worked for him. And, um, and, I, and I don't apologize for working for him because it was a professional move. Uh, for me. However, I would say this. Uh, he didn't treat a lot of people the way he treated me. Uh, and that's ultimately what got him in trouble off the field. And on the field, there was just way, way, way too much dysfunction and too many problems and not enough tonight and too many last weeks, if that makes sense. So if this is the final game of the Dan Snyder era, I'm kind of surprised he goes out a winner against the Dallas Cowboys and his best friend, at least at one point, Jerry Jones, and the Dallas Cowboys, his number one rival. But always remember, much like any win that Dan Snyder ever got, there was always a caveat. And we have to point out that this win, while nice, meant absolutely nothing. And that's kind of a fitting way to possibly end the Dan Snyder era. Well said. Well said. Thanks. I appreciate it. I don't know how I just said that, but I just said it and I just came up with it in my feeble little brain. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch of the day. For your second listen and watch, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights uh, you love to the National Spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL scores. Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in, it's Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com or just fire off uh, a DM on Twitter at L.O. Commanders, at L.O. Commanders. For David Harrison, 
covering the Washington Commanders, Redside.com's fan nation and Commander Country. I'm Chris Ross, and after the Russell and Ned Hurd Show on the Team 980 and always live free and available whatever on the Odyssey app. Thank you for joining us. Be safe. Be kind to one another. Don't you dare drive like a maniac. The Commanders finish at 8, 8, and 1. That'll have good enough right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.